Welcome to another episode of More Than Dice. Uh, they are just now trying to come back from there getting drinks because we were a little late running on our Ramble episode. Um, so, <clears throat> with that said, uh, welcome to episode 131. Uh, we are going to put together a bunch of models. Uh, a lot of us are doing some hobbying today. Um, I, today, am going to be working on Drax and Ronan, uh, Thanos, Gamora, Nebula, uh, and getting those put together. Uh, Kathy's going to be working on some green stuff miniatures. And I'm not sure what John's going to be working on. Uh, today's episode, we are going to be talking about bits. Bits, bits, and more bits. Even they don't even know what we're talking about because they're all out of there. And I didn't even tell them. Uh, so we're going to be talking about bits and what to do with bits and how to do bits. And what games allow you to use bits and all that good stuff. Um, so, everybody's going to be coming back shortly. Uh, you, if you, in case you missed it, um, this next week we are having a Gunpla episode uh, with Nestor. Nestor's going to be on here, we're talking about Gunpla, and I'm going to be putting together a Ironblood Orphans uh, kit. Uh, we're going to be talking about all that good stuff. And of course, Banion's completely stoked about it and can't wait to see it. He's like, uh, all good kits must cost you know $300 or they're crap. And, well, we're going to ignore him. Um, and then we'll have a normal episode after that week. And then the week after that, we're going to have Jason Craze on here from Monument Hobbies. Um, talking about his uh, his paint line and everything else. And also his uh, Twitch stream because he does a lot of Twitch streaming too. So it looks like everybody's coming back finally. Taking their well, sweet we time. Did, we did warn you. We, we didn't get our two minute warning, so. No. Rambling about gunpla. Hi, everybody. I'm John. <laughs> yeah. I'm not John. I'm not John either. And I'm not Kathy, that's for sure. So, uh, we are episode 131. I already told them the topic for the day. Uh, Kathy's going to be working on some. Uh, Green stuff, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't tell y'all the topic of the day either. <laughs> oh, I, I finished my green stuff already during the pre-ramble. So I'm going to paint. Oh, Kathy's going to yeah, paint then. Bitch. Yeah. <laughs> she won't paint. What you going to do? Uh, I, I said, I'm going to some models. Um, but our, um, our topic today, because I thought about it after I opened up my Thanos, is we're going to talk about bits. Bits, bits, and more bits, and about bits in models, and bits coming with different models, and all the other stuff. So it's going to be a weird episode, because I'm going to segue it with some other things. But before we do that, we got to get all of our sponsorship. We want to thank Creature Caster uh, for hanging out with us and letting us uh, be a sponsor of their product, um, and sponsoring us and helping. Uh, if you don't know, go go check out... Ooh, Kathy. There you go. Um... Go check out their models. They're extremely awesome. Uh, Metalhead Minis. Everybody knows Lynn. Lynn is an incredibly awesome. And to give a quick segue, I'm going to post this. And if you can see it, you can click it and tell us what you think about those products. Because we are finally up on the Metalhead Minis website. Um, and she uh, she's not fully ready. So she, we're doing a little bit of tests. So y'all get the first look at the More Than Dice stuff. Um, but there's one product that's not on there yet. Uh, we also want to thank Muse on Minis for uh, supporting and holding and uh, hosting our podcast so everybody can hear it. 
makes it a whole lot easier to distribute it out. We appreciate it. Also, don't forget that if you buy anything from Use on Minis, make sure you use the code more than dice, all one word, and you'll get 10% off your order. And then Tectonic Crest Studios. I spoke to Dan this last week, and um, because of the news about Warfare Weekend, I, of course, called all my uh, vendors and everything before we let out in public so they could know. And uh, he's got some really cool stuff planned. Uh, he's going to oh, be helping us out. Uh, he's going to be doing some pretty cool stuff for Warfare Weekend uh, next year. Um, Captain Busy with her angry face. Yeah, we, we'll, we'll discuss that a little bit before we get through. Um, I mean, the reality of that is a uh, working with companies that have a lot of conventions where conventions are a majority of the money they make during the year, Captain Busy, trust me when I say that no one is doing it lightly, but yeah. unfortunately mm -hmm. it has to. Um, tributes, shout outs today. Um, one big one this week. Um, our buddy Grant Imahara. Um, that Shit. was uh, a shocking, unexpected, yeah. Um, because it's not like the kind of guy you'd expect to die from COVID, but you know, brain aneurysm doesn't care, they just, yeah. And, it, and the thing is, is he was such he was like the nerd nerd. On Mythbusters, yeah. and that's the best way to put it. He was the nerd's yeah, nerd. All nerds, but he was extra nerd. Yeah, he was really really cool. He was a really good guy outside of the show too. Uh, everybody that said that they went and saw him at different places, he was very, very, very nice. Very you know personable. You know, brought a lot of people into engineering and uh, everything else. Um, it did get a lump in my throat when they showed the last thing he was working on was an animatronic uh, Baby Yoda. Yeah. And he, he showed up a chicken nugget to the Baby Yoda, and I was like, ah, you fuckers. Um, but as a tribute, I think they played Mythbusters all weekend for him on Discovery Channel uh, and everything. And I will always remember his um, the Watcha, the air, rocket-firing arrow device that they designed. Oh, and I always remember him going, Watcha! <laughs> So, um, so that was a big shout out. Uh, that was uh, the science and geek and nerd industry lost a, a pretty big person. Um, anybody have anybody else? Um, not that I recall. I mean, that was the big one. It was. And it was tough explaining to people at work who it was because some people I work with didn't just didn't know, which, which is surprises me. But then I realized just you know how nerdy I am compared to the average person, so to speak. Correct. Yeah. Um, ooh, my mother went freaky for a second. Um, oh, what are you that, drinking? Uh, today I am going to be drinking a vanilla porter from Breckenridge Brewery. Uh, it's my last one. Uh, had it before, it's good. Uh, it's probably not going to be able to get through it all today because uh, I am uh, kind of watching my intake for a little bit. I watch my intake where it goes in my intake hole. Yeah. But um, I've lost about 12 pounds. Since almost. I would say I've lost about 17 pounds, but I know some of that is water um, over the last two months. So, two to three months. Two, months. So wow. two to three months, I'm going to keep it. else is at home gaining that COVID weight? You're losing the weight? I'm losing the weight. <laughs> I originally was. I was originally 275, and now I'm down to about 250-something, so give or take. 
If you ever want to feel good about your weight, just ask me how much I weigh. No, I'm not going to do that. I just want to make sure that I'm being healthy. <laughs> Council doesn't bother me. Uh, no. It really doesn't. Like, if you ever want to feel because you, you've seen me, you, you know my, yeah. my size and all. I have a lot of weight for my size. It usually makes people feel better. No, I don't. I don't. It won't make me feel better. But I'm doing it for myself. I'm getting down a little bit of proportions. I'm drinking a little bit less alcohol. So other than that, just kind of going with it. Kathy, what are you drinking tonight? Gin and tonic. Gin and tonic. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. I had to say it that way. I mean. Gin and tonic. John, what are you drinking tonight? Uh, actually, so I'm trying my cherry drink again. Just uh, instead of the cherry cola, I have cherry Seven Up, and I use a little less of it and a little more of the cherry juice. Okay. Yeah, because the cherry Seven Up isn't like really strong cherry. No, it's not very much cherry at all. No, it's and not. It's not very good. I remembered it being better, so yeah. just finishing off the two liter because I didn't. For some reason, the local stores don't carry twenty ounces of cherry Coke because they fucking hate me. Yeah, they just don't like it. Or they like me because they don't want me to drink all the 20 ounces of Trey Coke. We'll go with like me. Like me. Uh, um, to everybody out there that's listening and watching, support us uh, on Patreon. Support us on... Now we have a link to buy some of the products that we have. Uh, and there is some more dice on there, John. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> wait, wait, more than the ones you showed me last night? The more than dice. You, nobody has that link but you and Kathy right now and a couple of other people. This one is the more than dice. Uh, store. I've got more than dice, dice. You want more. I have more. a shit ton of more than dice, dice. <laughs> remember, I was part of that dice order. Oh, I know. I remember that. <laughs> they were like, <laughs> half of these dice are John's. The other half we're selling. Um, guys, please look after each other. Please watch out. Please stay safe. Wear the mask. Look after. Do everything you can. I'm serious. Just look after each other. Um, cheers. 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 That's good. Mine is also surprisingly good. Glittery liquid inside. That seems just kind of unnecessary. Off balance. I mean, I don't know. I don't think it would roll very well. I'm not a physics expert. Oh well, I mean. At the end of the day, if you're looking at most of the polyhedral dice we roll, they're not actually meant to roll. I mean, okay. cubes are not necessarily meant to be rolled. Cubes are not meant to be... What? Uh, call me that's crazy. Just, it's just, that's silly, John. That's just silly talk. Look, I backed two entire Kickstarters off the premise of, you know, cubes are not meant to roll. And I'm like, well, you know what? You are darn tootin'. That is absolutely true. I will read the rest of your Kickstarter. Which is why I have so many of the double six dice, which are basically 12 sided, one to six, one to six. And then I have their second wave Kickstarter coming soonish. Sorry, so, I had to fix my. And again, we also mentioned before, I am a dice whore. But I will not buy glittery liquid inside dice. That seems a bit too much. Okay, so. You say that now. I'm not going to buy them. I got my Thanos box set. It came in. Woohoo! Yay! And I was like, holy fuck, this box is big. Bigger than I thought it was going to be. Um, and I was like, alright, that's cool. That's cool. Um, so I opened it up. So let's open it up. 
Ooh, look at all that pretty plastic. For everyone who listens to us on the audio version, I apologize. <laughs> you might want to check out the YouTube version just for the beginning part. Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, okay, you got the, the, the stuff. You know, you've got the cards. Describe it to us as if we couldn't see it. So, you've got your punch-outs of all the little, you know, things that you have to have for the game. You have the instruction booklet, which is actually and the ultimate encounter. Actually, sorry, this is the ultimate encounter part of it, um, where you can learn and play Thanos with all the gems. You got all the crisis cards and, you know, everything else that goes with the Thanos. Uh, you know, blah, 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 blee, 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 good go. Um, then, you know, you have this little cardboard separator. Goes in the trash. And then recycle. you pull out the plastic. Goes to recycle. Okay, goes to recycle. Then you pull out all the plastic. Oh, here's the instructions to put it together. That goes in the trash. That goes plastic. in the trash. Thanos. Got the cool little, you know, the, the Thanos special edition little uh, base for him. Cool, no problem. And then you have three sprues that are just the chair that he sits in. Throne, whatever you want to call it. Uh, these right here, these pieces right here, the throne. I totally have a project idea. I will send them to you. First Thanos. Because I'm not going to use them. This is the only piece I care about, plus one you can't see Correct. my face, but my face is all happy because I'm going to sculpt my own throne for him. And maybe in the chat you may have seen it, but it's totally going to be a toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, Rush. This. Secret Agent Rush, you're not that late. This is the only thing I care about in the entire box. Besides the cards, the things to play him. It kind of um, looks like a face, like a helmet face. The base. The base. Yeah, I can see that. Doesn't it sort of look like Strong Bad, John? It does. <laughs> it does look like Strong Bad. It does look sort like Strong Bad. It looks like him from that game, Your Head Asprode. <laughs> I have that shirt somewhere. You need to paint it like that, Gonzo. Well, I actually have a paint scheme figured out for uh, Thanos already that is it going to be. doesn't matter. <laughs> the base needs to be painted like I that. will give you the Kathy, base. How about we paint, paint Thanos like Strong Bad? How does that sound? I love it. <laughs> Can I? I'm going to totally green stuff big old boxing gloves on him. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so it got me thinking. This model with tax was $74, I think, type thing. And this is the only thing I'm using out of it. And I'm not even using it. Um, I'm kind of curious why we didn't get like, hey, here's just Thanos. You want Thanos? Here's Thanos and the ultimate encounter thing. So, um, Gonzo, here's the thing. And I can tell you, this is easy. This is pure basic product thing is there's no money in that. Correct. Because they're not going to sell remotely near enough of the rest of it. But they know Thanos is going to sell like the proverbial hotcake. Oh, of, yeah. So... But well, that's it, why they do it. Yeah, I mean, I'm not gonna do an ultimate encounter. The only reason I got Thanos is so I could have him, put him together, and paint him. I don't I have like the, the team. I have the ultimate encounter. I think that's a great idea because it gives you it's more value out of a model that. Let's be honest. I'd be unlikely to actually play Thanos. Correct. I'm not gonna play Thanos. I just wanted to paint him up and you know have him look cool. And if like the store is like, hey, anybody have a Thanos we can have for 
um, the ultimate encounter, I'm like, yeah, here you go. I'm okay with that. But the the throne, that was, uh, I just, I, I cringed at paying this much for this model. Uh, and for anybody who's wondering, I am definitely going to do the Infinity Gauntlet. I don't care. I'm not going to magnetize it. Infinity Gauntlet all the way. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not big on magnetizing. It's fine. Yeah. But yeah, it's 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 this thing. I understand where everyone comes from with that, but at the end of the day, either you get them both together, or you only would have gotten Thanos and no Ultimate Encounter with all that extra stuff, because there wouldn't have been any money in it. No, no one would have bought yeah. it then. But no matter how much you say it, they do have to get it for money. You might have gotten some three D printed crap. They might have released the rules online, but this is, you know, it, it gives you more value out of it. Maybe you don't need the value out of it, but it's there. So, but looking at this and going through it, uh, which head should I do? Mean grin or smiling? Mean grin. All right, I'll give you the smiling Thanos then. <coughs> You're getting that too, Kathy. So I went. <laughs> so I was looking at all the other stuff I bought yesterday or this weekend or whatever, and of course I got Drax and Ronan just because of Drax. I don't care for Ronan. Um, I just wanted Drax just to finish out the Guardians. And I was like, man, they print out a lot of stuff. Now, you only need one base, one of these larger bases for Rodan. You don't need both of them. And Drax is on a smaller base. And so I've got a ton of these Marvel bases uh, okay. from all this stuff. And then <clears throat> looking at it, like the Thanos, there's a bunch of skulls. Uh, or not a bunch. There's like four skulls on the Thanos Um Sprue. And I remember, and this is mostly GW stuff, was you would get a box and you would have a ton of extra things. You would have a ton of extra arms, extra heads, extra torsos. You named it because they just gave you so you could kind of customize your army a bit. Um, yeah, used to. Used mm -hmm. to. And... Yeah, and it was like, oh, hey, I needed to make a lightning claw, you know, space marine in this chapter. So what'd you do? You went online to the bit store, bought bits, and built, you know, your custom guy. You knew that, you know, what your basis was and everything. But now we've got very little bits on stuff. Now, like John, I'm sure you've got like a bits box. Um, Yes. Yeah, which remember is like catalog they used to put up. Remember the, the yep. GW catalog that was like two, three inches thick. <laughs> I'm no it's rhetorical because I totally worked at Games Workshop the, when they released both I, of the. Catalog. I know. I yeah. I know. Or, I know. I have the last one that they put out. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> so I mean, uh, I thought it was interesting that we really don't get very many bits. Now we got stuff that we're not going to put on like, okay, I'm not going to build this space Marine as you know, this model. So I've got, you know, this one or two things left over. So maybe it's just your guys who don't get a lot of bits. Uh, they're uh, gonzo because let me find the appropriate drawer here. I mean, I have this drawer. Those are pretty much just, bits probably not really any full models of uh 
uh, what are they called? Death Watch. Maybe a couple, but that's just bits. Bits and bits. Yeah, I mean, you, you still get them. I mean, like GW, you still get bits. You, not as much as you used to, but you still get bits. Well, uh, no, yeah, because the models aren't quite as we. I think we did we talk about this thing. We might talk about this a couple weeks ago. Yeah. Well, they're just not as uh, posable as they used to be. Not as they're a lot more standardized nowadays. They're a lot more these mo these parts go together to make this model. There's not as much uh, customizability, standard customizability onto it. You can't, you just can't. You have to actually really convert them nowadays. You got to pull that extra arm, which you probably have from somebody, because some of the guys always have options. And you got to cut the hand out of it and put it in this hand and cut the weapon off the other one and then make the wire fit the right way for the I'll test. Tell you, I have seen some amazing conversions that people have done, especially for Necromunda. Yeah, and, and Russ is right. It says a lot less build your build your own and more build what we want you to. Correct. And I don't think that's necessarily. I think I think it was a reality of making making the best models they can. Because honestly, for a while there, I mean, their models were good, but they were always held back by the uh, how you could customize them. Look at, say, the plastic Chaos Warriors, the first ones. Oh yeah. Like sure, for the time they were great, but as you got further along in models, you're like, these guys are. <laughs> However, that never stopped me from using some of their bits on my later Space Marines. Yep. And Crimson's like, GB also packs their screws so full of parts these days that there's much room for extra bits. That's true. They do have a fair amount because obviously they want you to have all the weapon options. Now, you might not be able to do, you know, a full 10-man squad out of one 10-man box, but, you know, you'll have... Like, for example, I play with... Uh, Oh boy, what are they called? The the, the Admech guys. Um, oh, Admecha? Well, I forget what the troops are called off the top of my head. Hold on. Oh, okay. I have no clue what. But all the uh, the all the Admech guys and uh, the Skatari, right. <clears throat> and you can't do three. They have three different special weapons. You can have up to three in a squad. Well, a box comes with one of each. Oh. So you can't do all three of the same kind, but. By the time you buy three boxes, you can easily go, okay, here's, you know, one squad with three of the uh, Transoric Archivi and three of the guys with the Radium Guns and three of the guys with the Plasma Carbines. You know, you can do that eventually, but you don't have them all before, all in the same box. Which is, it's it's half, it's half marketing. It's half, they want you to buy three boxes rather than one. Yeah, which, I mean... The, to min-max your squad. Some people, I've seen people who built their squads, like, I just took one of each gun and put one of each gun in the squad. I'm like, that's kind of odd, dude, but okay. And then maybe eventually they buy the second box, and then they switch the guns up a little bit. You know, it's fine. It's cool. But, it's not exactly what it used to be. But they've all, they kind of always have been that way. They've always made it, I mean, look at the, when Tau Battlesuits first came out. People were buying so many because they wanted to have all the right combinations of proper bits to put on their battle suits and you didn't get them all in one box no definitely did not i remember that when they first came out you were like damn i can't have all of this well nowadays though with uh you know 3d printing and such you can easily either 3d print guns or buy them from someone who's pre 3d printed guns or similar guns professionally i mean go to shapeways you can probably find a million guns go to uh you know, 
even Etsy and stuff will have people with extra guns and stuff, and and people will sell guns and trade guns. It's it's kind of interesting subculture in there, but it is kind of annoying when you used to be able to just get what you needed. Correct, because I remember, like I said, the bit store, GW bit store, and you would just buy, you know, hey, I needed lightning claws, and you oh, yeah. would just buy so, the lightning claws. So great. You, 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 do you need me to give you the code for lightning claws? I still remember. <laughs> That's how many we get. Yeah. I still remember. Oh, it's because that was one of the most sought-after items. Uh, oh, yeah. Lightning claws were like we'll the ones. Terminator ones and make them work for non-Terminators. Yep. That's just the way it worked. I mean, and, you know, it was a lot of bits. But also, you realize, as metal phased out, the need for a bits department went away. As metal became the least efficient way to do it, and as you moved away from metal models, you know, it just became less and less need to have a bits department. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Still, it was fun, and it's kind of sad to... to Absolutely. Because making all those different weird, weird chaos mutations and stuff is so much fun. Well, fun for you. We're pulling bits sometimes, and we're trying to figure out, those of us who played the game, we're like, what the hell are they making out of this? (laughs) All those Keeper of Secrets uh, bits from the old, old Keeper of Secrets, the metal one, Mm -hmm. were just fun to use on other things, random other things. I'll be honest, one of my favorite uh, conversions I did back in the day came from pulling an order for a customer where they ordered a, a Chimera and then a Predator turret. And I immediately went, yeah, yeah, that works. And so I bought a bunch of Predator turrets super cheap and uh, put them <laughs> on my Chimera. And man, if it does not make the Chimera look like an actual fucking tank. <laughs> you're like, oh, hey, that actually looks like a real tank now. That foot's kind of weird, guys. Is that one you finished? That's the one I just the other transport, one. A chimera. I never played Imperial Guard, so I don't know. It is just a troop transport, but uh, it uh, it uh, you know it just it looked tanky. It, it made it look like an old Russian troop transport. They had a little piddly gun on top, but having the full Predator it made it look amazing. Like I cannot tell you the difference. It's just from a tank head, tread head kind of look, point of view. You like. It looks so much better. And then Forge World had an, uh, an option to give it an autocannon and a multi-laser. And I fucking hate multi-lasers because they were fucking trash. Mm-hmm. Auto cannons, yeah. Auto cannons were way cooler. So I did that. And I'm like, I'm going to use the Forge World rules for auto cannons on my uh, Chimeras. You got a problem? And everyone was like, no, I don't have a problem with that. <laughs> sure, do what you want. And then drive around Chimeras with auto cannons. And they look awesome. Where was I? Bits. Bits. Bits, bits, and that's and all from it. someone else buying stuff. I don't even know if they were doing that or not. But I saw them together. I'm like, that. That looks like that could be interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just remembered that because I was looking at some of the pieces and I saw this. And then, of course, the the Thanos box, I was like, I was like yeah, I don't need like 90% of this stuff. I, it's going to go to Kathy. Um, yeah, the Thanos box is yay. different. The Thanos box actually gets you a different game mode with it as well, which is interesting. Yeah. Oh, the change in size of Marine, yeah. Says Wes. Yeah, the, uh, well, the Primaris Marines are different Marines, technically speaking, and they use different weapons. Yeah, but, so... I mean, who even would use regular Space Marine anymore? Do people still, do people still have units of that? I, I don't that... know, because I haven't played I have in forever. Well, I mean, people aren't just going to replace, so the Primaris Marines also don't 
arm the same way as tactical marines. Yeah. Honestly, in a way, they're sort of smarter about it. It's not like, oh, hey, you've got one heavy weapon and one special weapon and a squad. So now it's like, okay, I need to combat squad my group so that five guys stay behind with the heavy weapon or four guys stay behind with the weapon and four guys go with the special weapon and assault. The Primaris Marines are much more focused in what they do. Which is funny because I always thought the benefit of a Marine squad was the flexibility. You know, the tactical flexibility of it. And if you wanted to be super focused, you'd be like, you should play Eldar. <laughs> so it is kind of weird now, but I don't really care. I play uh, Death Watch and I can do all sorts of nutty stuff with my squads. And I don't think I'll ever go. I mean, I have too many. I have too many regular Marines to go just to Primaris. It would mm-hmm. not be smart because I don't even play enough 40k to begin with to even think about that. But every once in a while, I think about getting back into that. But I mean, not lately, obviously. Well, but, I yeah. am gonna pay, I'm gonna do the Necrons, which I will be getting those my sets. Of Necrons this Saturday? Yeah. I got release day. Yeah. This Saturday from uh, the friend of mine that I'm splitting boxes with. Oh, shit. Yeah, Russ, actually, uh, Death Watch is a good way to use old and new Marines together. Especially because you can make subsume units and a Primaris kill. Yeah, you can actually put some Primaris guys in. Uh, I mean, oh, you can't put Primaris oh, guys I with regular guys. That. But you can mix the different types of Primaris guys. And they get abilities. Um... It's interesting. It, That's the thing I was thinking of, of trying was uh, I have a shit ton of Dark Angels and like trying to throw together some kind of, I don't know, something. So, something Russ, uh, let me tell you two things about uh, shoulder pads for Death Watch. They all come on the sprue now. You get a ton of different chapters worth of shoulder pads on each sprue. And there's some repeats, but some of the chapters repeat their symbols, so you're all good. So you really, it's really not that bad. And I didn't even spend a lot of money on Death Watch. I traded old guard stuff and all, and then bought a little bit of stuff and bought a pre-made army and got all the bits with it from uh, another buddy because he's like, I don't want to do Death Watch anymore. John, here's a great deal. And I'm like, I hate you, PD, because all your deals are great deals. <laughs> Well, that's also why I have Hugin and Mugen, the two uh, flying gunships. They're supposed to be really better than the new edition, so I'm looking forward to that. Yeah, I haven't paid attention to the, any of the rules or anything yet. Cause... I, mean, I haven't because there's no point, because it's all just a mental exercise. Yeah. Now, now when my friend... Nick... Oh, uh, so... <laughs> you actually don't need to worry about either pad. Both the pads come in the box set. So it's really only a problem if you need to get that Primaris Marine. So that might be a little bit of a deal. But they actually sell sets for that, too. And you can probably find people who have extra shoulder pads and might be able to get them to you cheap. I mean, if you weren't across the pond, if I remember correctly, uh, be easy to get them to you. I have a million extra. I'm not going to use all these. Good Lord. Good Lord. Loud. Go ahead, Gonzo. Sorry. Um, I was saying that um, my friend Nick, you know, we did the splitting of all the stuff for the box sets and I'll be getting like three sets of mer- of um, Necrons and so 
I'll be putting those together and see what it's like. But I haven't really paid attention to the rules because I can't go out and play. Yeah. yeah. I mean, what's the point of paying attention to the rules so you can go play? I mean, you can say, yes, you can. But at the end of the day, it's not really worth the mental the mental space until you can actually do it. Now, I might, like my friend Nick, him and I may get together and such because we're both teachers and we're all, you know, kind of self-quarantined anyway. Yeah. Well, type thing. And we'll get together at like someone's, you know, his or my house and we might play whatever because um, I think next week I'm getting like, okay, so I was supposed to get that Gundam model Monday, but it came in early. And then Joe Marshall stuff is coming in Monday. Uh, yes. Which I'm kind of really looking way, forward to. Shout out to Joe Marshall, a.k.a. Morton Joe, for just sending a bunch of stuff to Gonzo to give away for events and stuff. Um, it was super cool, you, Joe. That's why I love you, bro. Yeah. Um, and then um, Warcaster is starting to ship and people are starting to get their stuff already. So a uh, possibility that I'm going to get that next week, too. So it'll be interesting. It'll be an interesting week of models. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the Battletech uh, Kickstarter just started talking about shipping and stuff. They're not expecting it quite yet. They're running behind because, hey, what? you telling me that a company in China is running behind? Shock face. Yeah. But they started talking about it, so it'll be cool because it'll be a ton, like a metric shit ton of Battletech miniatures when I come out. And Gonzo, I don't know if you've seen any of the art for some of those. Mm-mm. Some of the guys doing it. There's a guy on uh, Twitter, Bishop Steiner. I'm pretty sure that's not his real name. That's his Twitter handle. He's doing some <laughs> of the artwork for some of those. And, man, the upgraded versions look so good. They take took mechs. I'm like, I would never even consider this mech because it fucking looks terrible. And then you look at the, the new artwork, you're like, holy shit, that is awesome. How do you take a mech that looks terrible and make it look awesome? You ask him. He's on Twitter. Mm-hmm. I tell you, I mean, and some of those models were looking really good. I'm very pleased. Oh. But Ann's like, give me Timberwolf, please. I don't know what a Timberwolf <laughs> is. Do you mean a mad cat? <laughs> Sorry, that's all a little uh, Battletech clan air sphere joke there. I, I knew that was coming, too. You have to. It's a running joke. I'm just uh, I'm just over here painting Gabby, which was sent to me by my friend Mike Disney, art of Mike Disney on Twitch, and uh, he just sent us a box of random miniatures. One of which is this little uh, gnome. Oh. Uh, could be a gnome, could be a halfling. Uh, that my friend Christine Christine Van Patten sculpted. Is it, is it a gnome or a gnome? A gnome. A gnome. It's a gnome. Is it like a good gnome? Mm. Is that like Gary Gnome? All the gnomes of Gary Gnome? Yep. Well, That's Thanos is done. Right there. Great space coaster. Holy shit. <laughs> Thanos next to Hooray! Groot. 
Okay, when I put my Thanos together, he only gets one other boxing glove because I don't want to cover up the, you know, the... Well, you can do the Infinity Gauntlet or not the Infinity Gauntlet. It's up to you. Oh, okay. There's two different gauntlets. He's about to start dancing. Totally going to be strong. Cue some some disco music, Bee Gees, or if you prefer, go with Tragedy, the all-metal cover tribute band to the Bee Gees. <laughs> Shock. John likes the metal version better. Ugh. I think, and honestly, I, it's just some, the, I actually like the... this music because it's very close to ska music overall. I like ska music. Oh, it's man. I ride my exercise bike, too. Now, I, I know that you were giving the channel a bunch of shit uh, because the punk rock channel does a lot of ska music. On, uh... So, I'll give it a little shit because technically, Scott is just happy punk rock with a horn section. Yeah. <laughs> and stuff. But man, uh, every time I've been driving, it's been just nothing but Scott music nonstop on that channel. And I'm like, mm, I'm not having a problem with this. <laughs> whatsoever. I don't have a problem with that at all. Uh-uh. Look at that. Tactical rock on Drax. Motherfuckers. What? I hate tactical rocks. <laughs> I knew John was going to say something. Is it a rock or is it tactical debris? It's a rock. Motherfuckers. It's a rock. I, I think. Find the bits box. Oh, I can. I have tons and tons of Infinity models where I had to cut off their tactical rocks and put them on something else. They're on all sorts of stuff. And I tell you what, extra GW bits come in super handy. I got one guy who like had this giant. Nine tactical rock, so I had to get the power pack from a standard Imperial Guard Sentinel and put that on the ground, cut for a bit off that, of... For those that don't know, John, a tactical rock is what now? That is when they just have the model's foot attached to a rock for no fucking reason, because um, there's no rocks on fucking normal streets. Yeah, it's not attached to the foot, so you have to glue it to the rock. So I'm going to see if I can glue it to... See if this... Like, Bases. Spidey is okay because Spidey has tactical debris. Correct. Fits like Vision. Vision has tactical debris, so it fits. Captain Marvel's a little problematic because she technically has a rock, but you can kind of paint it like debris. It's really a pain in my ass. It's like, sure, back in the day when we were back in the day when we were all just using plain plastic bases and just putting them on flock or whatever we could, anyways, it didn't matter. <laughs> Nowadays, we're using fucking sculpted bases stopped with the fucking tactical rocks. I'm not even drunk and I'm cursing like a sailor. Jesus. <laughs> Bothers me. Stop that shit. If it's an option, that's cool. If it's just, here's a tactical rock. Hey, here's a tactical fuck you. Learn how to sculpt. Yeah, his foot is has got the peg on the bottom of it to put into I'm, the rock. I am about to go text up fucking Will Pagani. I'll wait till I get my kit. At least then I have a real reason to bitch. Russ the fuck is CW this? CW has the rock fetish recently, too. Or did you already read that because I, I saw didn't that. pay attention? So. Luckily, none of the models I play with have, have tactical rocks, so I don't fucking worry about it. <laughs> and honestly, GW has done a better job in the past because, like, I have Eisenhorn and uh, Commissar Sabrina Rain, who both have full bases of sculpted, which is fine, especially for one off characters like that. But, like, when you have just a normal model with a tactical rock, it's like, fuck you. I imagine it's because they're trying to make the 
the pose more dynamic? Yeah, you know. Well, instead, they can just make the fucking pose without stuff that just completely takes away from the base and looks completely out of place. Or if you put on space decking because of the Guardians of the Galaxy, what's this rock doing here in the middle of this fucking starship decking? I don't know, just from there. <laughs> Rocket stole it. He needed it for something. Uh, that's a good point. Now, on the other hand, what they did with Rocket was muy bueno. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that's understandable. I mean, he's Terrible, coming out of Groot. Very good. That's yeah. how you do it. Or, uh, or since he's here, or Star-Lord, they made the plume of smoke there. And it, it makes him a little fragile I'm a little worried about him. Yeah, he could, but, he could uh, pop off from well, a brick. He could. He's not super bad, but it, just, it makes you a little worried. But they can do better stuff than that. Yeah. But a little hunk of debris under Drax's foot. I'd... You could have just it kept... Looks like it's debris, but it looks like it's just a rock. No, it, it's just a hunk he's of dirt. He's got the and all that stuff. Like, okay, Spidey's bouncing off of some piece, some debris from a building that was wrecked. And, and add things. That's fine. I mean, it's okay. I'd like it a different way, but it's, it's okay. I don't know if everyone saw, but they actually spoiled the rules for uh, Miles Morales and uh, for Ghost Spider online. I did see that. I didn't see... I didn't get to look at Miles. I did see Ghost Spiders, but to me, I don't I care what the rules are. Like I, I don't know if I saved his rules or not. Let me find out here. I don't know. The, I don't even care for the rules. I'm just picking it up because Miles is a badass. I mean, don't give a damn. Need to watch a new Spider Verse. Kathy, yeah, that is your home. homework for the week. That's oh my homework. God. That's your homework because right. you won't be here next week. So that is your yeah, homework. I mean, you should see the best Spider Man movie of all time. Yeah. I know that's what you said. It was the best one. So, and I know that it's on the Disney Plus. So, yeah. Then Netflix. Yeah. So. Mm. That is that is your homework before you come back to the show in two weeks. All right. Damn, Gonzo's off. He's still giving homework. <laughs> teacher ever. I'm okay with that. Which I have a decently robust uh, media section today. I don't. And not all of it's uh, movies, TV shows. I watched movies. I watched two movies. <gasps> what? She watched I one movie. Kathy, are you okay? Yeah. Hey, Jim, reach over and touch her, check her temperature for me, please. Oh, I'm hot. <laughs> it's sweltering here. So, we have to check temperature when we come into the building. We have one of those, uh, you know, just aim at their forehead temperature yeah. barometer. And someone came in and registered like 101. That's not good. And we're like, she's like, well, if it's not in my hot car, I'm like, okay, well, we can't let you further into the building. And, you know, one of my people came in and, you know, registered 99.9, <clears throat> but then waited like five minutes and registered normal temperature. So it was fine. Uh -huh. Yeah. Be careful with those things. You're going to get weird readings. Also, apparently my average temperature is 97.2, according to that thing. <laughs> there it it's true. Not every single person has the average temperature of 98 point. Yeah. yeah. 97 is a bit low. We had someone register like 94, and I'm like, you would what? be like in, we would be calling the 911 right now. <laughs> Do you have a blood pressure, my friend? Oh. Yeah, that's like, that's just terrible, terrible. I'm like, it's not right at all. But, you know, we're not necessarily holding the same way. The, the full distance out, we're not 
there's a lot of other outside factors because really at the end of the day it's just a quick gauge it's not a great actual temperature taker yeah that's rumored going to be my job when kids get off the bus I don't want to talk about how last night they have kids come back to school and all this. How feasible is it for everybody just to keep their kids home and uh, in defiance and all the teachers to stay home? Uh, in defiance? I mean, teachers could strike. I mean, just to that, be that, like, that right this is foolish. None of us are showing up, kids or teachers. Um, I will tell you that a lot of parents are going to send their kids to school. Yep. They because they're to tired of dealing with them. <laughs> And they don't care about the numbers. They have no respect for... Their respect for percentages are like, well, look at that tiny percentage. Yeah, it's the only tiny percentage until it's your kid. Yeah. yeah. And I'll tell you how many kids and teachers it's okay to get sick and die or even just get really sick from this because we sent people back to school when it was still terrible. That number is zero. That is going to be a tragedy. It is. Uh, and people are going to get... I mean... Let's not talk about this anymore. Let's move okay. on to more happy stuff. <laughs> more happy stuff. Um, so, yeah, I want you, Kathy, can you please, please watch that before? You have two weeks. If they can get it done in two weeks. Yes, sir. Do yeah. trash the moths. Moths. Sorry, got a recall joke. Save that for next week. Next week. Saving That's for ne- true, yeah. Next week is Gundam week. Yeah, next yeah. week is Gundam it's, it's week. It's the official uh, Gundam uh, I can episode. Be, I can be next old and be like, I don't know what any of these Gundams are. That's Gundam I watched was Gundam F91, which ironically came out in 1991. You know what's hilarious is I the whatever Gundam I saw was later than that. It was in the 90s still, though. Uh I Gundam see... Wing something something I don't know I Thomas saw Lutz. like three episodes of it and it was a really interesting story but I was at somebody else's house watching their cable for a weekend and so that was that then I never saw it again yeah, I, I wasn't mostly, there anymore uh, second hand Gundam I've seen uh, Gundam F91 which was I liked a lot Gundam War in the Pocket that was very very good but the pressing is absolute fuck um, it's funny. It's a great, great show how you can change the narrative by having your protagonist be, quote-unquote, the bad guys. <laughs> and you can... I mean, it told a really good story. It's just depressing as fuck because the Japanese have no problem with that. Well, you I fit mean, on there, Gonzo, without the tactical rock? I think I'll be able to put him on this base, but give me a second. Yeah, I see. I see what you're trying to do there. Um, and then the only other Gundam I saw, I saw a bunch of Gundam, uh, Zeta Gundam. I bought at a uh, anime con a long, long time ago. I bought one uh, one tape of it. It was fairly good, but I mean, you know, it's a it's ostensibly you know just a standard Japanese sort of cartoony thing. Not, I mean, it's anime, but it was more of a daily cartoon type. Hold this before the media section. I think he will work on there. Okay, good. Let me uh, let me finish putting the rest of his body on there. Oh, totally glued to the base before I blew the arms and head on. Jesus, that's what I do. Um, I want to see the pose. I want to see the pose. Dang it. 
still freaking hot. Oh. Wow. Got someone asking Bainey on the question in the chat room. Now I'm impressed. Why, why would you ask Bainey on the question? She's smart. When? All right, that's, that's fair. I can't. Can't <laughs> even argue that one, Kathy. <laughs> So, almost done. I only got, what, two models put together? Okay. What time is it, by the way? I'm kind of curious. Uh, 8.50. 8.50? Oh, yeah. Flat. Yeah, indeed. You definitely want uh, clippers that are flat on one side. Uh, a bunch of places you can buy them. They're pretty. Uh, I got these at Walmart for, like, 99 cents. And... I would generally suggest getting a better quality than that because you do get what you pay for but those will be fine in a pinch yeah these these have been pretty solid i mean my best are from hold on 1994 and they still work so but i mean again you it was one of those uh, i told talking before it was the uh Kathy may remember, but the old GW hobby kit they first had way back then. Way just back sort then, of... I wasn't even in the hobby. Uh, I so... didn't get into the hobby until uh, like 2002. Well, I'm just going to sit here and feel really old then. You do that. You do that. <laughs> Those, they, did, they, made a, they made a hobby kit uh, and they had Clippers, sculpting tool, green stuff, pin vice. It was like, just here's all the stuff you might need. And it was the greatest purchase ever. Like, still to this day, it is my best hobby purchase ever. Honestly, though, didn't they... Weren't they selling that even into the 2000s, though? Because I remember getting a pin vice and the yellow-handled hobby uh, clippers and the... They did sell a version of it. It's not the same one, because the one I did was... uh, They had different clippers. It's back and they were still had no problem using other people's stuff mm-hmm. without rebranding it because right the clippers were euro tool clippers the files are from euro tool they were all from euro tool but okay they're very good they're very good i mean like still have the clippers they were euro tools yeah <laughs> i'm sorry i just, i was just gonna be like i know a few of those but that just seems mean all right he didn't work too bad standing on that rock his foot is kind of propped up anyway. Why is that? All right, I'm being right crazy here. On Bingyon's post, there's a... The A, there's a little thing hanging off the A that's driving me fucking insane. On your monitor? No, it's oh, not on no, my monitor. there is! Oh my I, god. What is, what is See, that? I don't know, it just drives me insane. What mutated letter is that? Tilda, is my push to talk? Push to talk? Oh. Oh. Is it the tilde button? Oh, weird. Where's it at? <laughs> oh, the A on and. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sorry, just weird. Uh, yeah. I literally had to scrape my screen a little bit and then like, scroll. Like, ring, ring, just... ring, ring. I did the same thing. I was like, <laughs> no, that's part of the uh, letter, not something on my screen. <laughs> okay. This one, kind of not looking forward to because now Gamora has tactical debris, or no, Nebula has tactical debris. Gamora has a tactical rock. 
Fuck. 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 Making me angry. Hey, I got, I got Venom. I think he's got tactical debris too. Yeah, I took I him have, off of it. Uh, I have a cool idea for a paint scheme for my Venom that is different than the other cool idea that I had for a paint scheme because I saw somebody's. There's some comic book that's doing Venom where you can. It, there's all these muscles, like he, like he doesn't have skin. Oh, so it looks like he's got, <laughs> he's been skinned. Yeah. I'm gonna ah, see it's creepy as fuck. Yeah, I'm gonna see if it's I not can saying. It. Okay, so here's the instructions for Gamora, and see, foot and rock. Yeah, that's just to try and uh, give her more surface. It's a standard bullshit. I mean, honestly, I bitch about it, but you get. Uh, one second. Weird mini weird games and they'll do that shit with models and not give you something to put it on and be like, Good luck getting it on a base. That's yeah. not our problem. I don't know if I'm gonna put her on that or not. Uh Nebula's is tactical debris. I'm, I'm fine with tactical debris. Maybe not obvious you and can honestly, see. Either. I don't complain as much about these models because I put together Malifaux models and yeah. I just laugh at these models. Quick. Oh, you're telling me the old Chinese guy's little tiny beard is on a separate part? It's all easy peasy from there. You don't have arms that are so tiny you're afraid when you cut them off they're going to break. And sometimes they do. Yep. Or straps. Like, oh, the shoulder straps for this person's suspenders are separate because fuck you. That's why. Oh. Gamora has her hair in two separate pieces. That's fine. Interesting. I do like this Gamora model, though. This Gamora model is really cool. It's a good solid. Cool pose. Cool armor. I like the, the white armor they did on this one. Yeah, I just don't like painting white that much. No, nobody likes painting white. Even Kathy doesn't like painting white. Sure I do. It's fine. It's easy. <laughs> what? What's wrong with it? Just getting it to look pristine. Yes, you can do that. Every every little mistake is magnified tenfold. There are ways okay. to do it. You just have to do it differently than you do other colors. That sounds like work. Yeah, well, yes, it is. <laughs> it sounds like bullshit. <laughs> Boo shit. My big old freaking hands. Anyway, I just don't just don't try and do it too much. I just make it close enough looks good. Tabletop quality. Okay, John, I just sent you a uh, a picture of this Venom artwork, and I want to freehand all that shit onto my Venom. That's actually carnage. That's why, because it's actually just red and black. It's just the way they did it. Oh, they did the Carnage paint scheme on Venom? Well, no, it's an issue of Venom, but I'm pretty sure it's Carnage on the cover. Anyways, he looks all... I, uh, I, I do totally see what you're getting at, though, yeah. showing. Okay. Oh, yeah. Luckily, slightly less creepy since it's Carnage. Slightly less. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like Something Carnage busting out of Venom. 
I don't know. I don't know any of these things. I don't read it. So I just like, I saw this artwork and I was like, that hat's how I want to paint it on him. <laughs> oh, no, fair enough. Oh, yeah, that's cool. Legs, legs, legs. Media time? Uh, it's almost time for media section. Sharing uh, secret photos we can't see. I, I can't share the photo on here. Gonzo is the one who, who on. has the power that. to do that. No, you do. Give me a second here. I can find this one. I do? Time. Yeah, you can share the link. Oh, the, I don't know where the link is. I took it because I saved this. Cover. See, at least you know what it's called, so you know what to Google. I mean... It's right there on the cover. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Now, finding it might be a different thing, because there is a... Because that picture, I didn't... That's not a link that I sent you. That's just oh, a picture yeah. that I saved onto my computer. Gotcha. So I thought it was a link. No link. <laughs> Interesting. Let's try this. All right. Well, John tries to find it. Uh, it is a picture of pretty much venom bursting out, or carnage bursting out of venom. There it is. Anyways, it's all gross looking. Of it's course. Co it's cool looking. Oh, motherfucker. Mother trucker. I mean, I can find it, but I can't find anywhere it's like actually shows up. It's like you see it, then you go to look for it, and it's like, oh, nope, it's not there. I'm like, apparently it's a hard-to-find uh, hard thing. It's like a variant cover, too, to the actual actual thing. Yeah, I mean, you can see it if you Google uh, Venom Issue 27 uh, alternate or variant cover. Uh, it is there, like row three, but it's... When you click on it, it doesn't actually bring up the picture. But, in any case, um, hey, you know what I'm going to do? Nah, probably not worth it. Never mind. Yeah, so, sorry, maybe we'll... Actually, huh? easy thing. Easy way. Wait, found it. I found, found the it? eBay link, and but it has that picture in it, so I'm going to post it. Okay, I was going to do something easier and just... Uh, I don't know how to work. <laughs> I don't know how to work my keyboard, apparently. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, Russ wanted it? I don't have Russ's females. This but long-ass link, and it's to an eBay thing, but it has the image on it. Russ, you should uh, just message us on Facebook on More Than Dice, and we'll uh, send you the picture. That's easy, too. Holy crap, that is gobbledygook. Uh, that is the picture, though. That is exactly... Yes, it is the picture. Oh, here we go. Oh, it says Venom number 27. Gabrielle Del Otto. There we go. Better. I can get you. I can get you. We can get there now. Easier version. Thanks, everyone. You're welcome. There you go. There's an easier picture. Well, because once it had the artist's name on there, I, you, you gave me more details for the Googles to work. See, don't you think it would be fun to paint uh, Venom like, like, I mean, he's little. 
He doesn't have all the weird stuff sticking off of him. This is my Venom. But Even you could. I'm in the small screen here. Um, I think it would look awesome. I, I, I don't think it would I totally. Fun, but I, I think will, it would look awesome. You know what? I'll peen him and he'll... Ooh. You know, I've already done something similar. And that's uh, the eyeball boob monster. The eyeball boob monster. Very yeah, long story. Good. I painted him on stream, though. Yeah, yeah. I had a feeling you painted on stream. <laughs> You could green stuff all the little bits coming off of them. Uh, I mean, oh, you know what I could do? These are the horns from the uh, Scissoring of Desire that I'm not using because I, I don't like the horns. But look at them. They would be perfect to cut up and put on that guy's back. They're just oh. the right kind of crazy, horny goodness. <laughs> <laughs> that is interesting. Hmm. Sorry, someone shared something I was looking at. Will be the time. Oh, three minutes late. Time to get ill. What's, What's the time? time? It's time to get ill. That's a flashback. All right, let's switch over to media section. I'm tired of putting together Gamora. Media. Kathy's little screen's kind of messed up. Holy crap. I'll say. Let me fix Kathy's. Fix your screen. Fix the screen. The screen's just fixed. Missy, he sent photos. I didn't do it. No, it's Missy. Oh, cool. That looked good, Missy. All right, so Kathy. About the arm being fiddly. On which one? On uh, Gamora. Yeah, it was. For us, this Kathy's idea of fun and mine differ greatly. It looks like a ton of work and glazing and mixing. We'll just let Kathy do it and see hers rather than do it. <laughs> I like where your head's at. <laughs> um. So let's see. I have a total of one, two. Three, four, five, six, but two of them are conclusions. Three of them are conclusions. Respectfully. Do what? With all due respect. Good life. <laughs> well, two, three, two of them are video I, games. I'm fucking with you. Yeah, uh, two of them are video games. One's a movie I watched uh, with a friend. The other one I partially watched with a friend. And then two of them are series that I finally finished. So... Uh, that's what I always do, Russ. That's what I always do. Um, Kathy, you have two things. John, how many do you have? Uh, two. Two? All right. Well, let me go. I'll get with one of mine. Um, and let's go with uh, Warrior Nun. I finally finished the series. Um, got through the whole thing. Luckily. Um... They spent the entire season trying to get this girl to use her angelic powers to do fighting demons and all this other stuff. And the final episode, you think she's going to be able to use it and do it? And she doesn't even get to. Um, 
the entire series builds up to her being able to control this angelic power and they don't even let her do it during the first season so what is it eight ten episodes eight ten hours later they end the season not on a cliffhanger they end the season right before all the nuns and her go to fight demons and a bunch of bad guys they show them rushing in i'm like we've been waiting eight to ten hours for this and you don't even give us the battle This one is a completely utter crappy writing, horrible, and I was just thinking that Russ, it was like the end of Angel, but the Angel at least Angel was at least ending the series, and 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 nothing, and it was just I was like, this is bullshit. Whoever wrote this and thought this would be a good cliffhanger was not. You've been waiting this whole time to get these nuns or the, these you know these warrior nuns. And her together to do some battling of some demons to see some cool stuff, and they don't even show it. Not even, not even a little bit either. You're just like, what the fuck. And for like eighty percent of the season, she's all goo goo gaga about this guy that she met in episode one and loving him and can't wait to be with him. And you know, she runs off to do all this stuff, and uh, we don't ever hear from him again. Complete drop off of this of 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 like four characters that mean nothing. Um, it's also good to note that I mean it is a Japanese series and they sort of have different storytelling tropes. It it was just bad. It is bad. Um, it's not as bad as the episodes as you did. Um, yeah. Mostly, I did it. I, I did it just to make sure I finished it. And I did other things in the process. <laughs> because this was horrible. Anybody that says it was good, they have very bad tastes. Um, the story went nowhere. The characters were flat. Um, everything's predictable. It's, it's just horrible. The writing is bad. Um, I'm giving this like four and a half. This one's it's not as... Uh, four. I'll give it a four. Because, but I mean, it's it's bad. You build up the entire season for her to have these cool powers to do some cool things. And you wait for all these nuns to get in there and do these cool battles and fight all these cool demons. And they leave it on the cliffhanger of them running to the demons and doing this. I'm like, no. Give me like, give me like them fighting and kicking the shit out of a bunch of demons and all this other stuff happening and all this cool battle stuff going on. And like, we don't know if the four people that got stabbed are going to live, you know, something like that. It was just bad. Uh, it, it, it's coming off the list. It's, I'm not going to even go with it. It's a done uh, special effects. You can, you can tell if they started running out of budget because the special effects started going down too. Oh, not even foreplay. There wasn't even good foreplay in it either. Banyan says all the foreplay, foreplay, none of the payoff, huh? And I'm like, no, there wasn't even good foreplay. You just were waiting type thing. So, uh, highly pass. I wouldn't even, uh, don't even go for it. Just get it away. Just go, 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 just go somewhere else. Um, let's see. Uh, let's go with the order since I finished that up. Uh, I did finish the season of The Order, and it was actually pretty decent. 
Um, this is the one where it's got werewolves and mages and so on and so forth. And I finally finished it. And uh, the season, not going to spoil it, a decent ending to the season. Uh, kind of curious how they're going to go with it. Um, but it was all right. It wasn't bad. Um, I thought there was one episode that they finally kind of just jumped the shark. Uh, because they had had guest uh, actors on there. And it was like, really? Do we need to really put these people in there? But it was actors in the real world playing themselves in this show. Huh. And you're like, what? 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 And With it just... William Shatner playing himself in... Uh, Star Trek. <laughs> Um, but they had two named actors playing, yeah. It, it, okay, it, it was funny, but it just didn't fit. There was two 90210 actors in it that were playing themselves as mages, and it just didn't fit. It was like, why? It just didn't feel, didn't fit the, the universe, which, didn't fit everything. Which two was it? Uh, actually, it'll spoil it if I do that. I have Bainey on tell you, or I'll text it to you. Or I'm just curious if it's the same ones I would expect. Yeah, you're, you're probably sure. It probably is. But, I mean, it just felt out of place. It didn't feel like it needed to be there. But I guess they have to make their money somehow. Uh, they probably bought their way into that spot, so I don't know. Um, but overall, the season wasn't bad. For a second season, it was pretty decent. Um, I enjoyed it. The characters are still good. Um, I like the werewolves more than I like the mages. Um, I think the werewolves actually look really cool. Um, hopefully it gets another season because I'd like to see where it goes. Um, just because they had the two 9021 actors in there, it gets a two. I, it's not the two I thought. I would have thought one of them, but the other one I would have thought was someone else. Yeah. So, uh, other than that, I, it was a good one. I, I didn't have a problem with it. Uh, Kathy, what's your first one? I saw Into the Night. Uh, 1980s. I don't remember exactly when in the 80s, but it was young Jeff Goldblum and young Michelle Pfeiffer. And uh, Jeff Goldblum is in a sort of loveless marriage and has insomnia and he can't sleep. And his co-worker, he's like an aerospace engineer. And his co-worker recommends he should just, because uh, they live in L.A., he should just fly to Vegas and, and just, like, let off steam there. If he can't sleep and he's going to be awake all night, then why not go have fun? And so he goes to the airport, and he's parking his car, and he chickens out. He's about to back out. Michelle Pfeiffer enters the scene. She's in the parking garage. And uh, she ends up on the hood of his car, and he has to rescue her. And they have an entire night of just bizarre people chasing them, trying to kill them. And, uh, but it's funny. It's so funny. It was awesome. I, uh, I would oh. give it one space herpes. But I love Jeff Goldblum and, and Michelle Pfeiffer. And Dan Aykroyd and Bruce McGill and David Bowie. It, David Bowie, yes. Oh my God, his character. And uh, Dan Aykroyd just had a small part, but still. Huh. 
doesn't have great ratings, but it sounds sounds like a good style. Just quick, quick. It uh, was fun. It was fun. It's a John Landis movie too, so I mean, yeah, that's pretty quality in general. So I I recommend it. I mean, I'm I'm no reviewer like like John is, but I really enjoyed it, and I would recommend it. It's it's very 1980s, <laughs> <laughs> but in a good way. So. Fair enough. Uh, my my first movie is very indicative of its time and and all too, and uh, that is Necessary Roughness. Oh man, which is one of my favorite football movies. Uh, even if now that I'm reviewing it with a more experienced reviewer's eye, I'm like it is very formulaic. Uh, in fact, honestly, you you. If you watch this and something like, say, The Replacements, one of my other football movies, you can really see the similarities. Uh, so the whole theme is the Texas State uh, uh, college football team, who just won a national title, is rocked by scandals. They're steroids. They have everything you could possibly have go wrong to a team go wrong. And they basically all get booted out. And so they hire a coach. Um, played by Hector Alonso to uh, to you know basically run a clean program of college football players from the actual student body, which if you know anything about college football, that's fucking crazy. <laughs> so he hires his longtime friend and another and uh, you know usual defensive coordinator, uh, uh, played by Robert Loggia, who's great because Robert Loggia is always great, but he's especially great in this because he's really playing up the grumpy and gruff coach, which is awesome. And their whole answer, because they don't have a quarterback, they get lots of students who, you know, can't do whatever, but they're trying, is uh, they go and get uh, Paul Blake, played by... God, what's my brain stop? The guy from Quantum Leap. Yeah. Um, Scott Bakula? Yes. Scott Bakula, thank you. Uh, who is, you know, had to miss out on college because he had to take over the family farm after his father passed. And they play him, you're like, wow, you're looking for a minute. And, like, he's supposed to be 34. And they play him like he's fucking 50. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh you're so old. So like, old. like, you guys are fucking stupid. Really? It, it is probably the most egregious part of this entire movie at this point. Is you now he's like, oh, I'm so old, all my back hurts. I'm like, thirty's hey, not that old, fucker. Like, you realize many, many, many NFL quarterbacks are playing way longer than that, even then. Uh, so he comes in and they get some other people. They've got uh, Sinbad in a role, uh, you know, as a you know former. Uh, he was in football about the same time as uh, Scott Bakula's character. But now he's like working on his master's, so he's taking classes and teaching. So he's got eligibility for football. So they get him in, and honestly, he's fun in it. The, the biggest problem is this movie's just super cookie cutter. They don't give any of the characters enough time to really breathe. Really, aside from Scott Bakula's character and uh, kind of the head coach. But aside from all that, it is pretty much an amusing football tie, you know, thing. They don't really. They don't really butcher the rules of football. They're usually pretty good with it, even if it's a little like that. Slightly unnecessary roughness. <laughs> slightly. Um, but it's a good, it's a good solid, you know, hour and a half, two hour watch. Uh, you'll get some chuckles out of it. 
It's um, hold on, what's his name? There's one act. There's one comedian actor in it, and I think it's his best damn role in ever. But uh, I have to remember his name. But it's got a bunch of people. It's actually this cool scene where they get a bunch of uh, well, a bunch of convicts to come and help uh, <laughs> with the team, but they just just show up out of the bus and beat them up. Oh yeah, I remember that. And that whole, all of those people are all. You know, it's like Jim Kelly and Jerry Rice and Dick Butkus, yeah. a bunch of athletes and football players and all that. Um, and uh, da, 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 it's uh, Rob Schneider's in it. Oh, yeah. He has a small role and he's very good because he's not abrasive because he's just there a little bit. Uh, so as far as overall quality goes, this is not a great movie. Um, I enjoy it may, way more than it deserves. Um, but yeah, it's also a 1991 movie, so it's very proud of its time. I would say the average person didn't know football that much, especially not college football. It was way before college football started getting big. Um, but it's a hoot. Uh, I'll give it. Uh, I'll give it one and a half space herpes, which I'm sure Gons would probably say I'm being a little generous. Um, you know what's funny is I actually saw that when I was stationed in New Jersey, and I was like. Uh, we're on break. Uh, we can go out this weekend. Let's go watch a movie. And that was on there. And it's got some decent scenes in it. But yeah, it, it, it's very '90s, late '80s, early '90s comedy. Yeah. yeah, it's more comedy than football. It's I think the replacements is clearly a better movie if you want to watch only one of them. Yeah, but uh, it's harmless and good fun. I saw it uh, for my birthday when I turned 16, just to make you feel old there, Gonzo. <laughs> You're welcome. So, well, I was probably only like 19 or 20 during then, so. Fair. Um, my next one is, I finished Last of Us 2 on the PlayStation. Of course, that's the only system it comes out on. Um, I remember we were talking about this a little bit last week, where I had to play the main bad guy. And I had to play... <laughs> you Do what? And you did not like that. I did not like it. I did not like it at all. I still don't like it. I don't like that I had to play her because to me the story isn't about her. It was about... Hold on, turn off these lights because it's hot. Um, it's about Ellie and Joel and you know all the family and whatever. And I get it. It's their story. They can tell it however they want. I'm not going to dog them for that. I just didn't like playing as that character. Um, and not that the character was bad or written bad or the character wasn't interesting or, you know, I didn't feel for her. I just didn't want to feel for her because she did some pretty atrocious things and she did them because she had to or she felt that she had to. Um, as with this and everything else, this is a story about revenge. It's about, you know, taking it out on someone that killed somebody and you're going to go get them back. Um, this story definitely has a ton of feels. Um, there are a ton of, uh, the game's still being out and there's a lot of people, you know, still playing it. So I'm not going to spoil anything. Um, but I mean, crap, that, that game really punches you in the gut a lot. Um, and, and it's, and it's good and bad. It's good and bad. I like that the game did, you know, that it does do that to me because I want to, I, I want that game. The last of us should do that. That's the way it's meant. It's not meant to just run around, shoot and kill things. Um, you want a good story. Um, the ending, an appropriate ending. Um, I thought the ending was going to end a little early, and it didn't, which I thought was good, because um, you still had more to do. 
Um, but the character Ellie just can't catch a fucking break in this in this game. Um, I, I didn't have a problem with the ending so much. Um, I understand where they were going and why they did it. I did read an article that in the ending it was supposed to be much darker and they changed it to fit the narrative more of what they were trying to do with this. And I was okay with it. I'm okay with what they did. I just don't like that I had to play the main bad guy. Um, I don't know if we're, we'll probably see a Last of Us 3. I don't know where we'll see and what we'll do. But um, as long as it's good storytelling, I'll play it. And this was good storytelling. That's what I'm going to say. This game, graphics-wise, incredible. Storytelling, really good. Um, I just did not like playing half of my game as the bad guy. Bad girl, I should say. Um, but I give it only like one space RP because of that. Uh, other than that, I really enjoyed it. Uh, if you liked one, you'll like two. Gameplay, uh, nothing hugely outrageous for it. But um, I didn't do the 100%, as people are saying, get the 100% completion. I don't do that. I play a lot of the games, especially like this, for the story. So I was, I was good and happy with where I was. So one space RPs. Can't wait to see what they're going to do next. Kathy? So my second movie that I watched, I found on Amazon Prime yesterday, and it's a Belgian-French movie, mostly subtitles, <laughs> a little bit of English in it. Um, it's called Lost in Paris, and it's about this Canadian works in a library just like in this tiny little town and all you see at the beginning is, is like it's almost like uh, in the beginning of Rudolph where you see the North Pole and there's all this like fake snow flying and all these fake hills and all these tiny tiny little houses right <laughs> but so this is her town in Canada it's just like snow 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 and 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 snow and uh, she's in her library, the door opens, wind, snow comes in, everybody who's reading just like shifts, the wind blows them. It's, there's a lot of physical comedy in it. Uh, anyways, so she goes off to Paris and uh, to be with her aunt. And of course her aunt is, is 88 and, and they want to put her in a home so she's hiding from the authorities. She's hiding from the uh, the health services people in Paris who want to put her in a home, which means that she's not home when this girl gets there to try and take care of her aunt. The girl loses all her stuff through a hilarious series of events. So she has no passport, no money. Can't find her aunt, so she has nowhere to stay. Uh, runs into this homeless guy who eventually ends up finding all her stuff on accident. Um, but it, it's just this series of bizarre things that happen to these people that kind of throw them together in this sort of swirl of, of running into each other and then going away and then running into other related people and uh and then leaving them and then getting thrown back together and uh and, and it's so funny it's just 
I was laughing out loud at a whole bunch of points in it to the point of I was almost tearing up. <laughs> and uh, i that's another one where it's totally worth it to be reading the subtitles of this. You'd be like, what the hell is happening here? Because that's what I was saying to myself a bunch of times. And then I was just like, just sit back and let it happen. And, uh, and it turned out to be phenomenal. It's, oh. it's like a work of art, that movie. It is not like, it's not like anything else I've seen. And it's called Lost in Paris. Lost it's, in Paris, interesting. Yeah, it's an, it's an indie movie out of, uh, I think the producers, the producers themselves are they actually the main characters. Or directors? I don't know, whatever it is. <laughs> they're actually the main characters and they're Belgian, I think. Fair enough. So it sounds like you really enjoyed that and you would not give it any space herpes. I would not give that any space herpes. Although maybe it would be fun to drink some wine while you're watching it. Maybe yeah. have some bread and cheese. <laughs> not very French of you. <laughs> Uh, well, my last one is I watched the first episode of a sci-fi series called Space 1999. <gasps> I know that show. And I know Kathy heard this because I, I talked about this on the other podcast too, but I figured I'd share it here. And man, uh, TV shows have changed quite a bit. Uh -huh. um, let's start with the great. The model work is still just top notch. The Eagle is still one of my favorite sci-fi ships. It just looks great. Um, it's got that combination of sort of real-worldy with science fiction, and you're like, yeah, I could see them making something like that. And I love how all of their ships have that same cockpit like it's from the Eagle, like they're all, you know, they're just mixing and matching parts, because you would do that in the space race. You'd be like, we're not going to make a whole new thing. This cockpit works perfectly. Let's just have it be modular. And I love the whole modular ability of the Eagles. You know, they take out the center portion and add new center portions for whatever they need to do. And um, so that's great. Uh, Martin Landau's great. Uh, the other, the guy who plays the older scientist, I got to get his name because uh, well, he deserves it, to be honest. Let's see here. I want to say it's uh, Barry Moore. Yes, Barry Morse plays uh, Victor Bergman, who's their science advisor. And he, he and Martin Landau are great. Uh, then Nick Tate plays Alan Carter, who's okay in this. He doesn't get a lot of other work. And the rest of the cast, except for one person, are great. And they're always, you know, taking up a notch when you've got, you know, Barry Morse or Martin Landau on the screen. And you're like, this this is good. <sighs> and then Barbara Brain shows her fucking face. And you're like, what the hell just happened? She is the worst actor in that series by a long, long stretch. It's She's not just bad. She is fucking tragic in it. Tragic. She, in the first episode, she showed zero shred of emotion. She had almost no inflection in her voice. Every time she was on screen, you were like, fuck, God, just please cut to someone else. It, it was terrible. <laughs> um, the, the plot of the first episode is uh, guys are getting sick. They don't know why. And it turns out uh, I'm spoiling Space 1999. Oh, my uh -oh. God. Uh-oh. 
And they're all checking the radiation. Like, it's not radiation. Radiation site 2 is fine. I don't know why. There's nowhere else it's all been. Then they realize that it's from site 1, and what's happening is all the all the radioactive material they're storing on the moon, all the old atomic material they're storing on the moon to get it off the Earth, is working together and creating this giant magnetic field that eventually explodes and sends the moon hurling through space. And the backdrop for this is they're all they're getting ready for a manned mission to um, the first planet they've seen that, like, like it may not just have, it may have intelligent life because it's, like, sending out radio waves and all, and it's not just constant, it's, like, various, you know, it seems like it's actually sending out actual messages they just can't decode yet. So, uh, it's called Meta. Uh, and the problem is, really, at the end of the day, is that they just don't reference that ever again in the series. And there's there's no real character build-up, there's no real character arcs, uh, at least early on. They don't set up, like, all the past. It's just about the stories they're telling, which I'm going to give that a pass, because that seems like it's uh, how they did it back in the day. You know, it's not like in the early, you know, in episodic series, they had character arcs, because you may not see them in order. You know, after the first episode, you just might just see them really out of order, so why are you going to have big character arcs? You need it to get done and get resolved in episode maybe two. And that was just the horrors and reality of syndicated television. Um, which is why, um, you know, it really, I think television really got amazing when they stopped doing that. You know, you get to the DS9 Babylon 5 era of TV, they started not necessarily doing that. And it was great. So, well, Space 1999, it's okay. It's worth a watch. Um, the first episode is on uh, YouTube for free. Um, it is put on there by the guys who released it, and my brain's not working anymore. Or I tell you who they were. Let me find out real quick. It's uh, you know, <laughs> I hate that I can't remember because, oops. Uh, Shot Factory put out the episodes on their YouTube channel because they have it available on their their streaming apparently, but. So it's amusing. Uh, I'm going to give it uh, two space herpes. Uh, ironic for a space series. Uh, one of those goes completely to Barbara Bain. Like, here's your space herpes. The rest of the series <laughs> is all. That one's just yours. Um, it's worth a watch, especially for the model kits. Uh, maybe not get too far into it, but if you want to see some old sci-fi and how it was done in the day, there you go. Uh, we're going to over a little bit. Actually, I want to talk about this one because I started playing it. I, since I finished um, Last of Us, picked up another game because I've been waiting for it to come out, and that is Ghost of Tsushima. And it is a Japanese samurai game, open world, where you play a samurai that uh, the entire, the Mongols have invaded and you have to rebuild and, you know, get yourself back together and go rescue, you know, your uncle. Um, this game is incredibly beautiful. Um, I posted a screenshot that I put up on my Facebook page. You can go see it. Um, it's just one of billions of scenes of where this is. Um, the game is very good um, with one caveat that I have to talk about. But uh, the combat is very fun. 
It is very deadly. You get hit by a sword. You're not going to get one shot in the game like a Dead Souls, you know, a Dark Souls game. But it is, you know, you get hit by a few sword cuts, you're going to have some problems. Um, it has a good story. Characters are well likable. It has a mode in the game that I think John and Kathy would love to see more of. It's um, Kurosawa mode. And what it does is it turns the entire game black and white. <laughs> And puts all the little filters on stuff. And I was like, okay, that's neat. Go ahead. I'm all, I want to watch the pretty killers. Uh, but it was neat. Um, there are some fights that are like between you and another samurai. And it's uh, they do the whole cinematic scenes of, you know, you know, waiting and everything. Um, the game is played. The best way to describe this is it is a combination of a Far Cry game and uh, a um, Assassin's Creed game. So you can play as a samurai and go up and challenge the entire group and say, hey, fight me. Or you can sneak around and kill people. Um, but there are consequences so far if you don't follow the samurai way. Um, it has a crafting system. It has a modifying system. Uh, it does have a lot of all pretty cool stuff. A lot of different armors. Um, but so far, the game is really good. Um, story, art... Minor caveat on the controls and camera, but overall, really neat game. Uh, I played in f uh, 4K. Yes, this is the one with the fox in it. Um, you have these foxes that you follow the fox and you um, pray at the shrine or give honor to the shrine and they give you bonuses and stuff. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, my biggest complaint is the camera control in the game. Most games where you have to fight multiple people, you can target lock on a particular person and make sure you fight them and just kind of go around uh, back and forth. Ghost, um, Phoenix Paper, yeah, and you can pet the foxes too. <laughs> um, but in this game, you can't lock on to a bad guy. It's just free open. And so you have to dodge and move around and you have to rotate the camera around for your character. So you're constantly having to change the camera around. There have been plenty of times I've died due to camera issues. Um, the camera will go, camera. the camera will go behind a wall, and I'm like, I can't see this. Oh, that's annoying. Um, and so it was like, really? So you're like constantly fighting the camera so you can see stuff because the game's pretty quick and deadly. You know, you have to parry to get certain things, block to get certain things, or just fighting a fucking bear. It's hilarious fighting a bear. Go fight a bear in hand-to-hand -hand combat. It is pretty freaking hilarious. Um, Style-wise, this game is amazingly in its look. Uh, Gameplay-wise, minus the camera, it's really good. Uh, as soon as I get done here, I'm going to go finish doing all my stuff, and then I'm going to go play some more of it because I'm really digging the story. Uh, I'm really liking the gameplay. I like running around. And like I said, this is extremely extremely gorgeous game i can't i would ps5 is gonna it's gonna have to blow me away because this game is gorgeous and i agree russ um the camera issue that should not be an issue with this game that shouldn't happen but it does and it's just really annoying um you start off pretty weak in the game but as soon as you start leveling up and building up your stuff uh you start to become pretty much of a badass and it, there's something about standing there and calling out, you know, this camp of, uh, of Mongols and going, bring it on, bitches. And you stand and wait um, and 
wait for him to make the first move and you slice one and kill him in one hit slice another kill him in one hit slice another kill him in one hit and like two of the people like run away because they're like nah fuck this <laughs> um but it is uh it's very good uh i highly recommend it if you like the assassin's creed far cry type series games um i'll give a full review once i'm done with it but uh so far really like it it's a lot of fun uh for episode 131 i'm gonzo i'm john (laughs) (laughs) guys please take care of yourself watch after each other if you need anything put a post out there we'll be there to do stuff uh don't forget next week kathy will not be here john will be here and we will have nestor be on and he will be uh talking about gunpla and we will have uh, me working on a gunpla model for all of us good night <laughs> yeah, if y'all heard it, you would get double bows. Back and forth.